Welcome to Bobcast. Bobcast delves into the pulse of today's most pressing issues, offering listeners an audio tapestry of timely conversations and profound insights. Each episode stands as a reflection of our contemporary world, weaving together expert perspectives, personal stories, and in-depth discussions that capture the nuances of the challenges and triumphs we face every day. In an era where noise often drowns out meaningful dialogue, Bobcast serves as a beacon, bringing clarity, depth, and truthful understanding and opinion to the forefront of auditory exploration. Listen to a new and exciting episode every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Now, here is Bob. Racism, a word that has lost its meaning. How did it lose meaning? Unfortunately, if you don't agree with someone nowadays, you're a racist. But let's take a minute to understand what real racism actually is. Racism, a term that has reverberated through the annals of history, continues to cast a dark shadow over society. It is an issue that spans continents, generations, and cultures deeply ingrained in the fabric of human existence. To understand racism fully, we must trace its origins back through history. Racism did not emerge overnight. Instead, It evolved as a complex interplay of social, economic, and political factors, historically. It found its roots in the emergence of European colonialism, where the categorization of people into distinct races was used as a justification for exploitation and oppression. So transatlantic slave trade stands as a stark testament to racism's historical foundation. European colonizers engaged in the brutal enslavement and forced migration of millions of African people. This dehumanizing practice relied on the ideology that Africans were racially inferior, uh, providing a moral excuse for the inhumane treatment they endured. This period of history has laid the groundwork for the systemic racism that exists today. So, first, let's define a systematic. Systematic refers to a methodical and organized approach or process that follows a, a structured and logical order. It involves a careful planning and execution of tasks or actions in a systematic manner, often with the goal of achieving efficiency, accuracy, and consistency. Systematic approaches are characterized by their adherence to a set of rules. So now my question is, does systematic racism actually happen in today's society? Or is this another term being abused and losing its true meaning? For much of what I'm going to say, I found in Reading word by word, that does not mean I agree. I will go into that later. But in all my research, the word systematic keeps popping up, and I am sure the definition fits what is trying to be conveyed. While slavery and colonialism may seem like chapters of a distant past, racism's legacy continues to affect individuals and societies worldwide. Contemporary racism manifests itself in various ways, from overt acts of discrimination to subtle, implicit biases. These forms of racism intersect and contribute to the perpetuation of systemic inequalities.
systemic racism is deeply ingrained in the structures of society, affecting various facets of life, including education, employment, housing, and criminal justice. This form of racism perpetuates disparities in opportunities and outcomes for different racial groups. So let's be clear. That one paragraph right there means that today, some people or groups of people are methodically organizing against another group. Think about that. Have you seen that happen? Have you experienced that, Amy? I can understand how some groups might feel that to be true. But in reality, I do not know of anybody who is methodically organizing against another group of people. So let's move on. Microaggressions are everyday subtle discrimination, often unintentional, that reinforces racial stereotypes and marginalizes individuals. These can include comments, actions, or attitudes that belittle or diminish a person's racial or ethnic identity. I don't even think I understand that paragraph. The part I'm having a problem with is actions and attitudes. What action or what attitude would constitute systematic racism? Racial profiling occurs when individuals are singled out and targeted by law enforcement or other authorities solely based on their racial or ethnic background rather than evidence of wrongdoing. This practice can lead to unfair treatment harassment, and violence. Now, I get this one and stand against this type of activity in AF treatment. This one is clear-cut. I think we are changing this one, and I hope we are. Tate crimes are acts of violence or intimidation directed at individuals or groups because of their race or ethnicity. These crimes have devastating consequences for victims and communities, fostering fear and mistrust. I get this one also, and this is another one I am strongly against. I believe that at one time or another, all white people have judged black people because of the color of their skin. My question would be, have black people done the same to white people? I would have to say that I believe they have. I personally have quite a bit of interaction with black people, and I can almost feel when a person I meet is hesitant or uneasy in talking to me. I will admit when that happens, I will try not to engage with them now, even though I admit that I will also state that with all honesty. I am not a racist, but yet, according to what we already heard earlier, that could be considered an action that would define me as a racist and not be fair or accurate. Racial disparities in healthcare persist with minority communities often receiving inferior medical care and facing higher rates of disease, morbidity, and mortality. On this one, I agree and disagree. I agree that in some communities there are probably racial disparities. I don't know that for a fact. And uh, I could be wrong, but I also could see where that might be true. What I disagree with is trying to tie health conditions to race. Everybody is born differently no matter what the color of their skin. Some get cancer, some don't. Some die young, some don't. To tie health care to race, you would have to conclude that a person of color would get a disease, and because of the color of their skin, there would be a discrepancy in treatment. I don't know that to be true and definitely hope it is. The impact of racism is far-reaching, 
affecting not only individuals but entire communities and societies. Racism has profound psychological, emotional, and socioeconomic consequences, creating a cycle of disadvantage that is difficult to break. If I understand this one, then I believe it is true. However, it is valid in all areas of life. Let's be real. If you are born into the middle class, you most likely stay in the middle class rich the same way, and therefore, if you are born in a disadvantaged environment, it is genuinely more challenging to change that, but it can be done. This is a foundation in every segment of society, African American, Chinese, Japanese, etc. We all have different ways of life, and to get from one reality to another is very difficult. Experiencing racism can lead to a range of negative psychological and emotional outcomes, including stress, anxiety, depression, and a diminished sense of self-worth. The constant exposure to discrimination can severely affect an individual's mental health. This is true not only in racism, but also in being bullied while in school. I am a little uncomfortable when things that happen to others are called racist because they happen to blacks. In my opinion, that's not fair. Racism perpetuates socioeconomic disparities. As racial minorities often face educational, employment, and housing barriers, these disparities can lead to poverty and limited access to opportunities for economic advancement. This was very true back in the 60s. Martin Luther King was a powerful force and changing the attitudes described here. There were times when blacks had to sit in the back of a bus, could not drink from the same water fountains as whites, more. This was a horrible time in our history, and I experienced it firsthand. That, to me, was real racism, the in-your-face disgusting kind. I'm happy to say that uh, those attitudes did not affect me. And in 1969, when that type of attitude was in full swing, I was in California. The only person who befriended me was a black man. He and I became close friends, and I will never forget his name. To me, that only goes to show that not everyone is a racist. Racial minorities frequently encounter disparities in education, including unequal access to quality schools, resources, and opportunities. This can hinder academic achievement and limit future prospects. I believe that all of this has changed. In fact, minorities are now getting preferred treatment in higher education institutions. Over the years, blacks have been unfairly treated by cops in general reasons. Research has shown that there are more crimes in low-income areas. Low-income areas have been predominantly black because of the high crime rate more police presence is required. And because of more crime and more police, there will be more interaction between police and the people who live in the area. However, a white man in a black area is as likely to be of interest to police as a black man in a white area. Racism is a deeply rooted, pervasive issue that has plagued humanity for centuries. Its historical origins, contemporary manifestations, and far-reaching impact make it a formidable challenge to overcome. However, the ongoing battle against racism, driven by awareness, education, policy reform, and grassroots movements offers hope for a more just and equitable future. It is incumbent upon society as a whole to confront racism head-on, dismantling its structures, 
and striving for a world where every individual is treated with dignity and respect, regardless of their race or ethnicity. This cannot be accomplished if some call others racist because they disagree with their opinion. Lately, using the term racist does not help improve the divide and, in fact, makes the divide bigger. If those in power really want to change the climate of racism in this country, they need to tone down the use of the word. Well, that is all for this week. Come back next week and let's talk about something else. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. Your time and support mean the world to us. If you found value in today's show, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review on your favorite platform. You can also email us at bobcast at usa.com. Remember, it's listeners like you that make this all possible. We'll be back with another exciting episode next week. Until then, keep the conversations going, stay curious, and always keep listening. This is Debbie, signing off from Bobcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next Monday, take care, everyone.